you know what? You know how my my the thing on my wall says punch me in the face, I need to feel alive? I'm like talking <laughs> to coffee as I do that. I drink way too much coffee recently, and coffee is like the thing that keeps me alive. <laughs> Every day is a good day because where I live, they make they have a coffee machine, and so they make a giant thing of coffee. And there is a serving waiting for me when I wake up. And I feel so blessed. Yeah, that is chef's kiss work. Like, I will literally put up with so much if it means the moment I wake up, there's coffee. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Almost Healthy, Season 2, Episode one, Emily, are you ready? We're back for season two, baby. Um, this is our second time recording because the first time, like, you could hear my uh, apartment mates, like, cleaning dishes, and you could hear the uh, air conditioner, and, and so... And the laundry, and it, the hardwood floor. <laughs> so, Sam and I are a mixture of just frustration and woke up and chose chaos. <laughs> We, w we decided to funnel all that frustration into chaos, and so here we are. I picked Emily up. She took one look at my headband and went, you woke up and chose violence. Yes. <laughs> I am literally wearing a zebra shirt. A cow print cowboy hat. And, like, striped leggings. So I also woke up and chose violence because I just came from the protest happening outside Theta Chi. I think I speak for both of us in saying that neither of us support frat boy rape culture. No. It really needs to change, and it's really sad that UMass doesn't do a lot to discuss it, uh, to raise awareness for it, to punish it. Um, I talked to multiple people today who, who, like, knew people who were sexually assaulted and nothing came of it. And so we are not fans, to and say the least. Also... People who reported it and nothing happened. Right. Which is astonishing to me because I know so many people who have gone through that and didn't report. So, like, also, like, the sheer fact that there are people on this campus who are, like, whispered about sexual predators. Like, today we found out we both know the same guy who gives us rancid vibes. And that he has sexually assaulted and raped multiple people on campus. And it's like a unknown thing you know it's also a culture that preys on freshman girls who don't know anything coming into this they go because they don't have any other connections to any other parties um and they get preyed on by these senior men so if you want to avoid sexual predators and you're on campus and you're a freshman hit up sam and i and we will gladly host you and we will gladly host <laughs> no, a party I'm not inviting randos to your door. Oh, I 100% want randos to come to my apartment and just like, can we just dance to Lady Gaga safely without worrying about oh, yeah. men? Okay, wait, Sam, give me a highlight of your week, because it's oh been a week. Oh my god, highlight of my week, um, going to the gym with my boyfriend, that was pretty fun. We worked out back, I don't know, I get really self-conscious in the weight area of the gym, because um, 
know what I'm doing, but I just have this fear that someone's going to see me doing something and be like, oh, what an idiot. Right. <laughs> and so working out with my bodybuilder boyfriend, one, I don't have to worry about it because if I look dumb, then he also looks dumb. But two, like he has the amount of muscle mass where you think, that man knows what he's doing. Oh, heck yeah. I've seen him. Let me just say that man is built. <laughs> he's so strong. How much does he lift? How much does he lift, bro? Emily, that's like... I have to do it. We just talked about frat, disgusting frat culture. No, like... but the question is, how much can you bench? Or like, what, <laughs> what do you deadlift? How much can you lift? Like, that's not... A, like, movement people do in the gym. Okay, fine. How much do you bench, bro? That better? The bar and then some. <laughs> that's my answer. All right, that's fair. Emily, what was your highlight of the week? So I'm only saying this highlight of the week in case an employer comes along and digs up some old data and looks at it and goes, excuse me? So I got banned from Tinder this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's your highlight of the week. And that is my highlight of the week. So I was talking to someone and they told me they were, I put like bi-coastal baby as my um, job because I think that's funny because I currently don't have a job and I'm not going to be like journalist because it sounds elitist. So I put, Influencer. So, <laughs> when people put that on my their Instagram bios, just like. Find something funnier to put. Get a personality trait that isn't influencing like other my people. Friend, like, my friend... that's the bare minimum of being a human. Literally. My friend has gluten-free restaurant on his, and I approve because he's celiac, and it's funny. Um, but I put bi-coastal baby, and the person went, how much do you make as a bi-coastal baby? And I said, as much as my sugar daddy is willing to pay me. And the Tinder bots went, scammer? So I'm banned from Tinder. <laughs> this is the second dating platform you've got banned from because they think you're soliciting money. <laughs> yeah, I also had this joke that I was a sarcastic person for hire at parties. And I started <laughs> using the dollar sign and they went, scammer, and <laughs> banned me from Bumble. So I had to make a new account. So word of advice, um, don't joke about... Don't joke about money on dating apps. They're so, it's the funniest joke, but you will get banned. Um, also, if you're single and any gender whatsoever, <laughs> my Instagram is Emily Klein with two N's at the end. E-M-I-L-E-E-K-L-E-I-N-N. -E -E slide into my DMs because I am banned from two dating apps and really, really, really need a partner. Okay, as <laughs> someone who wants to go on double dates with Emily and their future spouse, um, I propose that you DM me your resume and then we'll do a bachelor style almost healthy with a Q&A. And like a dramatic reveal at the end, and I will home cook both of you a candlelit dinner. Um, so if you want a chance at fame and free food, slide into our DMs. Okay, what can I give someone instead of a rose? That's a, can I give them like a let a romaine lettuce bunch? <laughs> <laughs> it's organic, babe. 
So, yeah, Sam has just been, like, quietly, like, wishing I wasn't going to tell that story on our podcast. Like, I've seen her just being like, why is this on our outline? But now it's out there for the world to know. No, no, I'm okay. I'm very excited for our double date with um, Mr. or Mrs. Wright Klein. (laughs) Either or. We're vibing. I promise I'm funny. Also, if you think that joke was funny, slide into my DMs, because I think I'm hilarious and dating apps don't. So, Sam, Emily, what's the theme this week? The theme of today's week Today's week? Today's week is Balling on a Budget College Student Edition. (laughs) I, you came up with this one. Yeah, so I have been living off campus since sophomore year, and Emily just moved into her first apartment, and the very first week she went grocery shopping (laughs) and spent $180. We're going to let that sink in. For reference, I spend about $50 a week on groceries, and I don't eat out. And since I've, I mean, I did get sick of enchiladas last week, but since I've done, picked up these tips, like, I don't spend more than $50 on groceries a week. I'm so proud of that. Yeah, no, they really work. Um, And so, of course, like, some weeks you're going to spend more because, we'll get into this, but because, like, you have to buy pantry staples and sometimes you have to invest a little bit more. Like, a bottle of Worcestershire sauce is a lot of money. (laughs) Worcestershire. 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 Ooh, do that again. Worcestershire sauce. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) I want that on repeat. (laughs) That needs to be your text tone. Hello, you've reached Emily Klein, wish to see a sauce. For our um, 10K Instagram <laughs> follower giveaway, I will be recording a personalized voicemail. <laughs> In that accent, please. In the accent of your choosing. <laughs> Basically, you know, you're going to spend more some weeks than others. But yeah, I've been able to keep it below 50 bucks just by doing this. So um, (laughs) if you want more money to spend on trashy thrift clothes and crystals like I do, then list it up. No, it's straight up facts that I save money on groceries so I can spend it on dumb things. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you like what's your first tip? Okay, so the biggest tip I can give is plan ahead. You don't have to make a spreadsheet and calculate like tablespoons of mustard you need. But no, I want to have like three options for lunch and dinner and like two options for breakfast. And I want to have these foods to snack on. This for my dessert. While I'm waiting for the bus, because I don't have a car, uh, I go on Pinterest and I just am like, okay, so this is the recipe I'm doing. This is the recipe I'm doing. And this is the recipe I'm doing. I get those ingredients I make them, and that way you're not spending so much extraneous money on other things that you probably won't eat that week. You don't eat as much food as you think you do. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, the first week I went grocery shopping, was like, ooh, cucumber, ooh, celery, ooh, carrots, and like, ooh, peppers. 
And I just can't eat that many vegetables in one sitting. But it's so true. You go into a grocery store and you see all these foods you like to eat. So you put them in your cart. And that's not how people actually eat. Like you need to switch it up. Right. And especially if you're off campus or not off campus. If you're on campus, you're living off campus, but you're on campus most of the day. You're not going to just like go into the fridge and start snacking. Like, I know Sam and I are really busy people, uh, and we have to stay on campus really late. And so we're not in our kitchen most of the time. And so it helps to have pre-made, or food we can pre-make and meal prep and bring. And it also keeps us from snacking, so we're not going to eat as much. Or you don't get tempted to buy food out. Right. Because nothing's worse than when you're on campus. It's like 5 o'clock, you're starving. All you have is like a sad salad. And you're right next to Blue Wall. Literally. I The amount of times I haven't taken enough food on campus and had to go home early and just make myself food is a little embarrassing. We're not going to lie here. So, yeah, if one of your goals is to eat out less, bring enough food and bring food you like. Yeah. I say a lot of people aspirationally meal plan, and so they... Cook foods for the person they want to be, not the person they are. And then you find yourself on like a Friday with a fridge full of old food that you don't want to eat. And all of a sudden you've ordered a pizza. Right. (laughs) So meet yourself in the middle, you know, add some fun foods to your meals. Dumplings. Dumplings, cheese. Cheese is fun. I love cheese. Um, so I'm trying to go pescatarian. Sam is pescatarian. I just can't give up fish. I love fish way too much. Yeah, that's maybe the tip that saved me the most money, not buying meat. Yes. I mean, like I know investing in chicken every once in a while, like my mom and my brother do that a lot. Um, so expensive. You have to cook it almost immediately. Chicken especially, like... Oh, we freeze our chicken. A lot of people don't know how to cook it safely, and so they're not, like, disinfecting things, or they're using the same cutting board afterwards to cut vegetables. So Sam doesn't believe you should wash your meats, and my family does it religiously. So this is not a personal belief. This is a science fact. The issue with washing your meats is, also first of all, up. they're clean. Anything that you wouldn't want should get cooked till it's dead. I really hope it's dead. I hope you don't have a live chicken running around. (laughs) Talking about bacteria. And so the only thing washing your meat does is spread that pathogenic bacteria all over your sink, all over the surfaces of your kitchen. Because I'm going to venture a guess and say people who wash their chicken probably don't bleach their sink after. We don't bleach, but we do use Comet and spray with everything humanly possible. But you're also, like, getting those pathogenic bacteria on water droplets, and water droplets are spraying. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just, I also don't like it because in my head, it's like, we're cooking it. If you're cooking food it kills the bacteria that's why we cook food so yeah i never understood but my family religiously washes washes meats so quick tip from sam don't do it quick tip from sam slash the fda 
slash the FDA. Sam, our spokesman from the <laughs> FDA. I'm actually the ghostwriter for the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> FDA face reveal episode 24. <laughs> Tip number two we have is invest in bulk foods and get creative with it. So I am a huge fan of rice. I love me some rice. I'm a big Asian cuisine person. And so I bought a huge sack of rice and I will be using that the whole semester. And was it really expensive up front? Yes. Is it going to be the base grain for most of my meals from now on? A hundred percent. And so now I just get to go onto Pinterest and look up, you know, rice recipes and bam, I have the coolest, fun rice recipes there are. Rice? That was not correct grammar. Lentils, dried beans, canned beans, oats, Always have those on stock. And canned tomatoes. Yes. Um, What's your favorite lentil recipe? We were talking about this. There is this New York Times recipe for uh, lentil, lemon, um, That's a little sumac. bit of spice. <laughs> it's a lemon lentil sumac soup. So good. That sounds so good. I want Everyone it. who tries it is obsessed. And it's the easiest recipe. You probably have most of the ingredients in your pantry already. And you can make it an Instant Pot, which sold. A hack. Instant pots, pots are a hack for college students. The fact that I don't have one is a shame and I will be investing. Also, oats. I go, th- go through oats like crazy. Because you can substitute it for flour in so many recipes. Yeah. And also, at least weekly, I make a giant tray of baked oats. And then I can just cut it into single servings and grab my coffee, my oat bar, and my lunch, and I'm out the door. Yes. So easy. Okay, Sam, what's our third tip? Our third tip is make the foods you want to eat accessible and the foods you're trying to eat less of less accessible. So if your goal is to eat more vegetables, when you get home, like, prepare them. Cut up cucumbers. Put them in Tupperwares, slice up mango, get baby carrots instead of whole carrots. If you know you're just going to grab baby carrots, but you're not going to take the time to peel and cut a carrot, cut up your apples, place your celery in water, like do what you have to do so that when you're hungry and you open the fridge, that's the easiest thing to grab. Right. And also if it means investing more money I feel like we talk a lot about vegetables and I don't want to become veggie freaks to our, our readers, so. But it, the fact of the matter is most people aren't getting their recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. The dietary guidelines for America is two and a half cups of vegetables and two cups of fruit. So I'm going to say that comes out to nine servings per day. Yeah, um, that's correct. But it's approximately like five cups of produce which if you're having some at breakfast some at lunch some at dinner and maybe one of your snacks you can easily hit but if you have like cereal and milk for breakfast and then a sandwich for lunch and spaghetti for dinner you know by the time it's six o'clock you've had maybe like one serving. We might have actually just called out some college students, though. 
<laughs> we might have alienated some Well, because the true fact is, like, there are a lot of people who eat like that. No, yeah. And I think, like, the typical college student fridge is empty and your freezer is full of ready-made pizza, which is why our big last tip is don't go to the grocery school – or grocery school – don't go to the grocery store hungry. Welcome to the school of groceries. <laughs> so our big last tip is don't go to the grocery store hungry because you're more likely to grab pre-made food because that's accessible to you at the moment. Um, and so making vegetables more accessible is a way that you don't overspend and you're also eating healthier. So when I go to the grocery store hungry, I am very likely to grab a box of crackers, open them, start eating them, and pay for them on the way uh, out. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Illegal. <laughs> Sam thinks it's stealing, and I need to prove her wrong. I live in constant fear of being falsely accused for dumb things and starting fights with people in my head, <laughs> the last thing I need is to actually get accused of stealing. But you're not stealing because you haven't left the store. You haven't paid for it yet. You're going to pay for it. It's too damn close. I'm the, the kind of paranoid where I will get a receipt just in case someone is like, oh, like, show me your receipt. Okay, but that's not a normal level of, like, <laughs> paranoia. Like... It's nor I've seen people all tell me I'm wrong. Like, am I the crazy who's the crazy one in this situation? I feel like the level anxiety I would get shopping with someone who opened a package of crackers and started eating them before we paid would be exponentially greater than that moment of panic when there's only one person in front of you and your mom ran to go get milk. <laughs> oh, that is terrifying. It's like she's the one with the credit card. I'm not. I am a child. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, no, okay, so Sam and I can never go shopping together because I do grab me some crackers and chips and start eating them. And my mom taught me that. our recipe of the week and guess what we have two Emily would you like to go first yes please so I told you guys that I have an insane amount of recipes from my family because we all love to cook and this one is from my dear grandma um it is a tuna salad recipe that does not involve mayo and <laughs> does not taste like baby food I got the pleasure of meeting Emily's grandparents and tasting this tuna salad. It is one of the best tuna salads because I think tuna salads at their worst are very wet, very cat foody, and if you leave them in your fridge like a pool of water seeps out, this is not that. Yeah, that makes me gag thinking about that. <laughs> um, Sam, just, let, let, just in case you guys doubted, Sam is grandma and grandpa approved. Um, so... If you ever need to introduce anyone to your parents, Sam is the go-to. Girlfriend slash best friend for hire. <laughs> Rates negotiable. <laughs> Hit us up. Slide into her DMs. But yeah, so back to the tuna salad. It's chunky, and so it's not... Um, it is chunky. I agree chunky. with you. 
I just think chunky is the Does it make you think of vomit? It just, chunky and moist are two food descriptions I do not, I cannot get behind. Okay, fine. So it is less cut up. It is textured. Okay, there you go. It's textured. It has a lot of different flavors. It relies mostly on lemon juice and olive oil as its um, dressing, which are both staples. And then it's just kind of a couple tomatoes, some red onions, some capers. It really is delicious and will last you like three to five days. Um, and it's something you can have on the side. You can put on top of a salad. On um, toast. On toast. Like it is so versatile. And so I'm going to probably make it next week. Like, Ooh. yeah. My recipe of the week I alluded to at the beginning, it's baked oats. One of my favorite health food trends to come out of this year. But my big gripe with baked oats is who has the time in the morning to like blend up a batter, put it in an adorable ramekin, preheat your oven, cook it, let it cool, and eat it. (laughs) People with way too much time on their hands. But I love that it's you know, got a fun texture and it's a little bit like eating cake for breakfast. And so I make a giant batch of baked oats and I put protein in there. I usually have a vegetable, either like carrots or zucchini, or I just made pumpkin spice ones with pumpkin. That sounds so good. I want that. And raisins. And you can put chocolate chips in, you can put dried fruit, you can put nuts, you can put chia seeds. Almost anything goes. There's infinite flavor combinations. And then you bake it, you cut it up into pre-sliced servings, and then you can just grab like a chunk of baked oats, your coffee, and you're out the door. So when you say that, though, I keep imagining you, like, sticking... Like, you know how you stick your hand in a cake? (laughs) Like, I kind of imagine you, like, just grabbing a handful and stuffing it in your mouth. It's a little more civilized than that. If you've ever had a bobo bar, it's it's like that or, like, a muffin. Like, it's a self-contained thing. Okay. Or, like, a slice of cake. It's kind of the equivalent of having a breakfast pastry, except... Mm -hmm. It's not full of refined carbohydrates and trans fats. Yeah. Overnight oats are also really, really, like oats in general are really, really good breakfast prep food. I'm a big oats person. I've never been able to get behind overnight oats. Oh, I loved them for so long. My brother actually called me one time and went, just, just like no hi, no hello. I answered the phone and he goes, Emily, can you use water and overnight oats? And I was like, no, you, you use milk. Like, you can use water, it'll work, but you use milk. And he's like, okay, thanks, and hung up. So we are a big fan of overnight oats, but um, why don't you like them? It's a texture thing, and also, I don't like adding a lot of sugar or a lot of fat to my oats. Um, like, when I make baked oats, once I realized that Almond milk is 90% water, if not more. Sometimes I just use water uh, to to loosen my batter, and I haven't really noticed a difference. Like, that's how I make oats in the microwave with water. Yeah. 
Because I think oats without milk is kind of over overkill. Overkill, yeah. Um, overkill. And I think it's a little high maintenance to have oat milk for my coffee and then almond milk for everything else. So now I just use oat milk in my coffee and water for everything else. Okay, and you I can't can... make overnight oats with water. The SNL skit of the week. So we had one for our first recording, and this is how many favorite SNL skits we have. We already have a new one. Yes. Um, this one is a little topical because it's still Virgo season, and if you haven't figured out already, I'm a Virgo. Um, Fun fact, all Virgos have stomach issues, so if you're a Virgo and you have a GI issue, you're not alone. It's called Birthday Gifts, and it's about these suburban moms, and you know how they love a sign that speaks for itself? Yes. Uh, and the signs just get more and more pointed. <laughs> and more and more just waspy suburban mom. Like, that is the brand. And just, like, very accusatory. <laughs> So, um, our personal favorite is, um, <laughs> Barky, if I want to die tonight. <laughs> What's your favorite? I really did like the camp one, but I can't remember. It was so long. It was like three parts. Basically, oh, it was like, I'm an outdoorsy person. I drink outdoors. <laughs> Basically, that's me drinking under the trampoline. <laughs> I'm okay as long as no one jumps on the trampoline. <laughs> Basically, I really just drink in, in the, the dirt. dirt. <laughs> that was really good because you know that that's what, like, I vividly see summer parties of, like, people and their wine. That's very California. Or there is, there is the one that said, um... I hide wine bottles in my neighbor's recycling <laughs> so the garbage man doesn't know how much I go through in a week. <laughs> so if you're like real burnt out and you just need something dumb to laugh about, this is the skip for you. Yeah, we are. And it's funny because like I know a lot of people want to make ironic ones like Girl Boss Gaslight Gatekeep. And these are just so much funnier than that. Like, I'm being, like, so much funnier. Like, Sam and I will be having a craft night where we remake these signs. We will be having a painting party that will be recreating these signs, starting with Barkeep, I, I Want to, to Die Tonight. tonight. to dm me with your application to be emily's significant other we will be taking applications until october 31st <laughs> preferably sooner so you two can coordinate a couple's halloween costume yes thank please. you we love you bye y'all we love you i don't even know you we love you don't listen to sam